Greetings all and welcome to Margin Call, the editorial meeting and podcast for Quest On Media. I'm your host, Yiming Piancai. Russell Morse is out for tonight, so naturally I have some big shoes to fill. First of all, Merry Christmas to all our guests and listeners, Charles Jones, Amelia Gonzalez, and Anne Bissette. Pleasure having all of you here. This isn't exactly the theme I thought we would have for our Christmas episode, so maybe we can squeeze some holiday joy into this somehow. But on today's episode, we will be discussing mental health. I pitched this story out of out of my own my own experiences, but it actually hit on a lot of things that have been happening in the news. I'll try to condense it because it's a bit messy. Basically, Kanye West and Drake sort of had a, some beef on Twitter, and Miss Miss Ariana Grande made a comment that upset Kanye and sent him in, sent him on some tweet rampage about his mental health. And then that spurred a comment from from Miss Miss Grande's ex Pete Davidson, who had his own mental health issues recently, which then caused fans of Grande to lash out Davidson, which 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 resulted in him posting and deleting a message that said he didn't want to be here anymore. This has led to a lot of uh, discussion about mental health in the media, and it hits home for me personally because of my own struggles with with depression. And the story kind of has it's it, it's it, it's kind of a two sided spectrum. You have Kanye, who in in his own right is very talented, very artistic, can create really awesome things when he you know is in his in his Kanye zone. But that he also says a lot of things that people don't really agree with, like like the slavery comment and such. And then you have Davidson, who has been battling his his own demons very publicly and has spoken about it quite often. Charlie, you and I spoke about this briefly earlier this week, and I shared my, my experience about dealing with, with depression and being on like the meds that they gave me at Kaiser and how it like made me feel super numb and it didn't really work out. And Kanye also, in his tweet thing, said basically he had been off his medication for about six months and he was basically on the same level he was when he did his album for Dark, Dark, Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was personally one of my favorite albums that he's done. But Charlie, you mentioned that uh, you personally didn't want to be numbed at all. Like That was not something you were into because of... Uh, reasons that you didn't really go into, but you said it was just not for you. And I kind of want to throw, throw it at you because of that discussion, if you want to kick things off. Charles. <laughs> Charles Ray. <laughs> Charles. Wow. I think he might have been busy because he had his mute thingy on, I think, right? Come back. Amelia, you Come out too. of the darkness. I know it's a <laughs> metaphor, but Charles. I want you to join us in the light. <laughs> It's literally dark, though. I know. That's what I was saying. It's like it's, it's symbolic of so many things. Uh, All right. Okay. That's maybe um, Anne or Amelia, if you want to, if you want to, if, if, if you have anything to, if you've read about this at all, like, do you guys have any thoughts, experiences, people you know who have gone through something like this? And, and also, like, these people are dealing with this on a very public stage. Like, I yeah, can't imagine I'm dealing with my yeah. depression at, at the age of 20 was already like extreme you have hormones and then you have the meds i was on it was just, it was just not fun and so i can't even imagine kanye being his artistic self <laughs> and it just it, it just seems like a lot yeah what a vulnerable kind of thing to share i think you know a lot of times actually people use social media to express how they really feel about something actually right. because you don't really have to engage with people i mean when you're at that level, like, of course, you got to expect people are going to respond to you and, you know, say um, certain things. But when you're sharing that, it's kind of like you can 
Mm, like you don't really have to engage. I don't know. Like I actually see, especially with mental health, I see a lot of social media around right. mental health. Right. Like a lot of artists, whether they're like someone I know who's in like this art collective, like she has, she, you know, she shares very openly about her struggles with depression. And um, I think it's actually a lot more common in the generation to share about, to share about it on social media. But at that kind of level, that was to me pretty like, I was like, well, wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, it's a, you know, like media is sort of a passive yet active way of um, reaching out for help or seeking it in some kind of way. Because like if you, right, the algorithms play to it. So if you go and you follow, because um, I follow it, right? Um, I follow like mental health. You just follow that hashtag and all, all of a sudden it has you on positive thoughts or something, whatever. Mm. and and it goes like affirmations exactly exactly and when you read that kind of stuff and it has like cutesy little cartoons that like go with it or like inspirational like photos as the backdrop you're like yeah you know i don't know whatever the inspirational quote is you're like Mm -hmm. every day isn't perfect but every day is perfect, you know? I don't know. It's like silly, but you can relate to it and you get to focus on it and realize that at least other people are kind of going through this as well. And that you're, you might be in a, in a lull, but at least you're not by yourself, I guess is how I feel. I don't know. No, I was going to say like, I think that's key. Like you're not by yourself. And I think even though social media in a sense are super lonely, because like, you know, when you share, it's, it's not like you're really like, oh, there's different ways to engage. But I think, yeah, I think I also think people have their breaking points. Mm, and right. I can imagine when you're like that kind of celebrity and you're, you know, basically, you're, I mean, you're really like cyber bullied, like consistently cyber bullied. Um, right. I'm sure you have your moments where you're just like, please understand that I'm a human being. And right. like, maybe those conditions could actually cause different mental health. Right. Um, like challenges because you're like you know basically like kind of bullied every day even though you may have this status you're still vulnerable you know you're still um and if anything you're even more vulnerable because so much of your brand um is about how like how you represent yourself right. you know things like that so so is the is social media the cause of everyone's issues is that what you're kind of saying no, if no. we all just we all deleted our <laughs> deleted our facebook's deleted instagram would we all be better people more well no. adjusted to the world if we all just purged ourselves of all that shit i do like a good phone call i do like yes. a phone call and not a butt dial but i'm old school <laughs> <laughs> so yeah evening texts me and like it's fun that we get to like chitter chatter and then like i could send you a silly like emoji or like whatever like a a, a gift and then sometimes I have to like break away for a second and then I come back and I'm like, are we still in the moment? Like, I respond? <laughs> are and I think we are, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, media, social media, the way we communicate now, it's, it's weird. It's different. Hello. Can you hear yes! me now? Yes. Okay, cool. Where- <laughs> I don't know what the issue was. Like I thought I was interjecting and shit and people was just talking no, over me. I'm we, like, oh, we- fuck it. I'm what? sorry. We couldn't, <laughs> no, I thought I wasn't sure. What was, I couldn't hear you. I was like, uh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Okay, so did you hear all what we said? Yes, uh, I heard. Okay, I heard it. Um, okay. I think that Kanye been going hard with mental health issues 
that have just gotten more and more severe and kind of hard to mask as time has progressed. Um, I feel like Kanye has always done things that have uh, pointed to him having mental health issues, but because we agreed with his overall point or like the Beyonce thing when he jumped up on stage and uh, cut off Taylor Swift, the time he uh, was on that telethon and said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Like both of those times were times where he couldn't filter, like it was impossible for him to filter his mind to his mouth. You know what I mean? And um, because we agreed with what he was doing at the time, it was like, yeah, Kanye, woo, 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 you know what I'm saying? And now the way his mental health issues are manifesting, you know, he's lining up with Trump, he's wearing Make America Great Again, he's doing all this stuff that, you know, the culture don't agree with. So now, you know, it's, it's a problem. And now that he's no longer on meds and he's openly speaking about his mental health history, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, why he's afraid to go on medication and why he doesn't trust the opinions of the culture that, you know, is so quick to turn their back on him after he does, after after this mental health issue manifests itself like this. It's, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of to be expected, like what's happening right now with him. Because like I said, he's been going for so long untreated once you become the level of celebrity that he is like the world kind of caters to you so his outburst was just seen as artistic rants or you know what i mean like he didn't get the same scrutiny about his mental health that he should have he didn't he didn't get the same care he didn't get the same attention to his mental health that he should have back then and now we are where we are now um, two, as far as like celebrities talking about their mental health issues and stuff mm-hmm. on social media, I think that's because it's just become acceptable to be a celebrity with <coughs> mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, in years previous, we saw Britney Spears, who was one of the biggest stars on the planet. Right. She was the Beyonce of her day, and her career was completely destroyed by her having mental health issues. And and we've seen it before with other celebrities. uh, Martin Lawrence was at the peak of his game when he had a mental breakdown and was running along a freeway, you know, screaming, they gonna kill me, blah, 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 blah. And since then, it's never been the same for him. Dave Chappelle going to Africa, blah, blah, blah. Like we've seen this movie before when a celebrity has a mental health issue for some reason, society and you know for the most part Hollywood kind of abandons them they let people come back from drug issues they let come back people come back from being rapists or uh, molesters or whatever but what they don't let people come back from is overt mental health issues so this thing where celebrities can be open about what's going on with them mentally is a completely new thing. And I like it. I love it actually, because it gives regular folks, especially these kids, you know, celebrity culture is so like uh, pervasive today 
that and there are so many celebrities because of the internet there's so much niche celebrity going on that we need as many people as possible talking about mental health issues so that the regular folks in whatever little walk of life they come from from whatever little niche culture they are part of get comfortable with the idea of getting themselves help mentally because uh i'm of the belief that as if you're an American, you need some kind of uh, mental health care. Right. Uh, this country is a very weird, hard place to be socially, economically. You know, if you're a person of color, you got the backdrop of racism, white supremacy, and all this stuff to deal with daily. If you're a woman, you have the patriarchy. And if you are a white man, you have the general stress of the world on your shoulders. Um, so, so like everybody should be partaking in some type of mental health care, in my personal opinion. Third, I myself have mental health issues. And I, I think, you know, you kind of heard me talk about uh, my childhood and stuff like that before. So you understand that I come from trauma, right? But I didn't recognize it as such uh, for most of my life. I knew people who grew up just like me or harder. So it was normal to me. I didn't start thinking about how not normal my life was until I became a young adult and entered like office spaces. And, you know, my background didn't match up with anybody else's around. I think my more, I guess my mental health issue got more severe after I saw my brother get murdered in right. 2012, right? And so I've been going to, I've been going to therapy since like uh, 2013. At first I was super resistant uh, to the idea. I thought um, legitimately, I, I, I thought that anything other than me and just going and killing the dudes who killed my brother would be weakness. If you, if you are kind of hardwired a certain way, right? It's hard to kind of it's hard to kind of rewire yourself. It's hard to change your mindset in the midst of uh, trauma. I entered uh, therapy. I started going to therapy. I started uh, seeking help with my mental health. Now, over time, I had it has been suggested to me that I go on medications. You know what I'm saying? Was but, that Quick question. When you first started therapy, did they first recommend that you be on medication? Because with my experience, no. before I even talked to someone, they were like, here, let's give you some pills. <laughs> and I took them stupidly and it fucked me up for like a year. So I'm No, so I am lucky Okay. Uh, in the sense that I had a familiarity with my therapist. Okay. before I knew her in the capacity of a therapist. So she kind of already knew me already. Mm -hmm. And so um, she saw the offness. She was working with me to get through it. It wasn't I, it, over a year before mm -hmm. she suggested that, you know, I consider it to be an option. And she didn't even like, yeah, no, get on, you know, the dope. She was just like, you know, you could consider it as an option. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, that ain't me. And she ain't pushed it on me saying. I think 
for myself from what people have told me about different like uh, drugs they've taken, Xanax, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh, what they do is the opposite of what I need. Like, uh, right. it numbs um, you or it does something. Yeah. It, it reverses. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, and like for me, it's still like a struggle, like every day. You know what I'm right. saying? So I can't turn that, I can't turn my, none of my gates off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. so um, so, because uh, it don't take, you know, what my sister was telling me one day is she was going to be like, you know, I know it's hard. She told me, she was like, I know it's hard. It's going to be hard. But basically, like, you got to do it because it don't take but one angry outburst. It don't take but one fit of rage. And like, it's over. When I'm in a place where... uh you know when it's when it's super dark for me. Mm -hmm. uh, my therapist has uh, given me techniques for mm -hmm. kind of uh, you know changing up my thought process, breathing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, put myself to sleep if I need to. <laughs> like right. um, you know, different ways of like getting out of that headspace. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And that's what that's what's been working for me. Like. Right. And I don't think there's a drug they can give me would work better than like my own like willpower, right? And my own consciousness. So, so uh, out of I stay away from the meds, right? Uh, so, out of curiosity, though, um, how how has your family been helpful in like being supportive in that? Because because that's like that's like a thing, right? Like it's good to have a strong base. Like has like as you've been going through this, like how has your family like like uh been helping you in any way to like emotionally like you know uh, you out you know tolerating a nigga i guess because <laughs> um, i'm curious because because uh, i heard uh I, I read somewhere i think it was like a gossip thing but but uh but, but kanye like his family is basically saying like oh like they like they are you know they know he's doing this thing but they're not gonna like i guess help I, I, it, it was a weird comment like i was like this is your family like you married to this family and they're like oh he's gonna just do him and spiral out and yada 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 and and, and that kind of and that kind of stuck me i'm like that's a weird way to deal with this like why aren't well, you well look what happened with lamar odom we already kind of see how this is true this is true. that family is true. deals with uh this kind of thing look at their brother rob we we see how this family that. deals with uh like issues of mental health yeah that's like i said this kanye thing is going like as expected if you if you have any keen knowledge uh especially personal knowledge of like manic behavior personality disorder bipolarism or mm -hmm. uh, depression anxiety right. blah, blah 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 like you you kind of see this shit there was only but a few ways this could have went what do you what do you think is gonna happen next though like mine i i'm like what's gonna like is this just gonna kind of continue in like a cycling way or i feel so i feel i actually feel really bad for, i think like yeah, I just think you cannot, I, don't, I also don't think it's okay to, like, place the blame on people, too, you know, like, right. I also think that's not cool. You mean her onto him, or? Mm, it seems like it kind of goes back and forth, and then also there's, like, kind of indirect blame as well that's, that's happening. Right. So, 
I don't know. I just think that's that that's I think where it kind of crosses a line a little bit. Awesome. Also, maybe it's the holidays. People get super weird around the holidays. Like people get bummed out. Like I've been bummed out for the past month <laughs> for no particular reason, just because like the weather or work sucks. Maybe maybe life just isn't isn't looking up for Kanye right now. Maybe he's just in a in a in a emotionally dumpstery place. Yeah, I have a very love hate relationship with the holidays. I mean, a most lot of my, do. I mean, a lot of my childhood traumas happened around the holidays. So ugh. the high, the highest suicide rate in the U.S. time and place specific is uh, Vermont, Connecticut area during the holidays uh, in the in the mountains. Not during the well during the like Easter holiday times. Oh, so. Like April? Uh, so March, April, yeah. So what happens is uh, you live up there on the mountain and during the winter you get snow mm-hmm. and you get snowed onto the mountain. And so you catch cabin fever, you mm-hmm. in the house like by yourself or with your family for months. You don't see anybody else. You don't like you don't go anywhere. Everything is closed for months. Um, there's no there's nothing to do but like uh shoot uh moose i guess um, <laughs> um but uh no like, you're right and that's what they were saying about like the gig economy that it's super lonely like going into an office seeing your normal people whether you love them hate them whatever but like that's just, that loneliness factor is like a big key in that depression right right the snow keeps you um isolated isolated yeah yeah. and wait so then the snow melts right Mm -hmm. and there's this muddy slosh and so you can't go anywhere your vehicles will get stuck in the mud so it's not just the snow now it's moving into the Mm -hmm. springtime and you start to see like sunlight and blah 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 but there's all this melted snow and the rain start to come trees fall and roads get blocked and like this happens every year you know what i'm saying and so mm. like people just get to a point where they can't take it anymore. oh uh um um charlie when you froze amelia asked a question she said uh do you think that uh this this thing with, with kanye was gonna keep on going or if it's gonna like just peter out and he's gonna revert back no this is this is been in this is the new normal I don't think, you know, there's ever going to be like a situation where we get the old Kanye back. I think at best we get like a quiet Kanye Mm. that drops fire art Um, (laughs) and uh, uh, fashion. That's at this point, like the best I would personally hope for. Um, How how do you feel about him being kind of like the poster child right now for this? Because he's like the only like. I mean, we yeah. kind of we kind of box this up a lot. We don't really. I mean, it's it's not something that we champion or talk about because who likes dealing with mental health, especially the U.S. for that matter. Like, h- how do you guys feel about Kanye kind of being that poster child right now? No way, no way, he's not. I mean, I understand like he's an example of it, but like it's extreme. I definitely think like Pete Davidson is though, and um, I think because maybe he's like um, maybe more attainable. You know, maybe more realistic as like well, a normal person. I well, don't know. I mean, well, I mean, because Kanye is so vocal about it, mainly is why I'm saying that. 
Davidson is too, though, you know, and even like um, Ariana Grande is like sympathetic to him and his needs. And she was even sympathetic to Mac Miller, you know, and that's why she had to like get away from him. Right. I think. Right. Because Mac Miller was destructive and wasn't maybe taking the advice care of himself uh, properly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he knew he needed help. I think he, what is the word? I don't. He seeked it out, but I don't know. You know, I don't know. He was still. I don't. Down. I don't think either one of them, honestly, is the poster um, Mm -hmm. person for mental health issues. I think that if there's going to be one celebrity who I who I would think of as being a poster person for having mental health issues, it would be like uh, what's the little girl name? Not a little girl. What's Amanda Bynes? No, but oh, Demi, Lovato. Right. Demi Lovato. Oh! Uh, You're right. And, mm-hmm. and I say Demi Lovato because she's what, she's doing what I imagine Kanye should be doing. Like, you don't see or hear Demi Lovato anymore. Mm-hmm. unless she's singing you know uh she's she's kind of taking a step back from the larger you know paparazzi celebrity culture uh machine thing and she's like able to tour and perform and get money and still be a celebrity and live her best life in that way mm-hmm. and so um i think and she's also not like consistently working. She she takes breaks. Right. She you know what I'm saying. And today it's kind of a microwave, uh, disposable pop culture. Mm. Like there's the you, you feel this constant need to produce, 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 right. produce, right. produce, because you know ain't no off hours for the internet. You know if you produce great art, if you produce. Uh, things that resonate and people can really relate to, they become timeless. And so you don't have to continuously produce, 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 produce. That's why some of us have songs and albums that may have come out when we were in middle school that we can go back and listen to and catch that same feeling we caught then because it's right. timeless, it, it, it's, it resonates. And so uh, I think when an artist focuses on that, it's a lot easier for them to kind of navigate that because as somebody pointed out earlier, you get cyber bullied incessantly when you, um, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Bomani Jones, uh, the right time with Bomani Jones. And um, at the end of the podcast, he talks about like pop pop culture, science, all these different things. Anyway, Taylor Swift recently had a concert where she got with this security company that does facial recognition oh, I heard about technology. That. And yes. she had facial recognition technology cameras hidden in right. uh, like her set and stuff in different places. And they scanned the crowd, right? right. Um, uh, for what she has what? 100 confirmed stalkers. Oh Wait, my God, that's that, so crazy! Imagine confirmed one hundred confirmed stalkers. Is that Imagine recorded? being stalked, yes, by one hundred men. 
and women. One hundred. And Hell that's no. you know, <laughs> and as pointed out on the Bomani Jones podcast, those are only the ones identified as of yet. Wow. You so, feel what I'm saying? So if I, I, they have identified 100 like real Taylor Swift stalkers, there are at least 300 out there. So you, you saying, know what I'm saying? Are you saying that this this was from multiple concerts that they just detected that one concert, one concert? But how do they know they were a stalker? By one concept. Uh, because they've already been arrested. Like oh, Taylor I see, Swift. I see, I see, you I know see. what I'm saying? Okay. Like okay. she gets letters. She gets packages. Right. People show up at her homes. People show up at her hotel rooms. Blah, blah, blah. Like she's been like her life has been in danger because people with mental health issues. You know, she right. she she brings she triggers mm-hmm. a lot of people for various different it seems like, especially after she made her statement, kind of uh, disavowing the alt-right and Nazism, right. uh, you've heard more about her uh, safety right. being okay. an issue. That sucks for her. Poor, poor Taylor. But see, um, like, so you have to navigate that world. You have to create. You have to tour. You have to perform. You have to, you know, while being stalked by a hundred human beings, while being constantly attacked on social media. Why? So, like, this is hard on folks' mental health. I don't think people understand, like, how strong of an individual uh, mentally you have to be to be successful in um, art. The, the kind of art that makes you famous right. and not go completely insane. Right. So, so Miss um, Gonzalez, will you be still running for president with all this ideas of having stalkers in your life? Are you still entertaining that idea? <laughs> president is not just stalkers, but people who want to kill you. That, yeah, that, that too, that too. Like, well, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, being on the opposite end of like thousands of death threats. Yeah, that's intense. Maybe more than that, you know, like each day, like. And due to the internet, everything is so public. They know right. where you fucking live. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a like, that's yeah. scary concept. Well, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we such a, had such a optimistic and happy episode for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> the world sucks and we're all gonna be hella depressed. Cheers. Yeah, Pop that champagne bottle. Amelia, Charlie, any any last p- parting words? Uh I would just like to say that uh I would I would implore who with that word out I, I would implore everybody <laughs> to uh you know check on themselves mentally, you know what I'm saying? Self care, health care, mental care. Uh, treat yourself <laughs> yeah straight up like and and not just like to do toenails but like actual like no, help right. you know what I'm saying yeah right. peace of mind for your mind in pieces you feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good point good point Emilia anything you want to add to that yeah I mean it's it's hard to really see your value but it's there whether or not you believe it that's my Buddhist coming out <laughs> So wise, so wise, so wise, you young one, you. We can only hope to be as wise as you in our old, old, crotchety old age. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I want to thank 
Amelia. I want to thank Charlie. I want to thank Anne, who disappeared into the stratosphere of babies. Um, I want to thank our listeners. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's and Happy Holidays to everyone. Love you and quest on. This episode of Quest on Media's Margin Call was produced in Richmond, California.